Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA president and head coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 105.7 FM, the fan high school insider, big time. Mike McGivern. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Scott Holler, head baseball coach at Oak Creek High School, and uh, filling in today for big time, Mike McGivern. Um, Mike couldn't be on the show today, but we're we're looking forward to having him back soon. So filling in uh, for Mike and joining me as a co-host is WBCA Hall of Famer, and the head baseball coach at Waukesha West High School, Chad Montez. Chad, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Scott. Um, I'm doing well. Um, I'm looking forward to talking some high school baseball with, uh, with the Brewers starting on Thursday opening day. And um, I know many coaches in our state and around the area have started uh, contact days and um, you know are anxiously awaiting April 19th to uh, start our season officially. So, um, yeah, it should be a great yeah. show and looking forward to, to being on. Yeah, well, and Chad, thanks for, thanks for joining me today. And um, I, I want to start the show by, and Chad's right, we got a great show, and I'll get to the lineup here in a second. But I want to start by giving a big thanks uh, to Mike McGivern. As many of you know, hopefully you tuned in last year. This Last year was the first year we did the WBCA radio show. And, and we owe that to Mike McGivern and the folks at 1250 AM, the fan. Uh, Mike stepped up in a time when our kids weren't able to play and our coaches obviously weren't out there to be coaching. Mike stepped up and said, you know, hey, Scott, let's let's do something. Let's make sure we keep um, baseball fresh in everyone's mind. And for that, we're, we're going to be forever thankful to Mike. And then obviously it went very well. And, and we're back here again for a, for a next season. So I'm looking forward to it. And I want to thank Mike. And for those of you that don't know, and he's probably going to be mad at me for, for saying this, but 
because um, he's so humble. But Mike had a Mike had a, a good good off season, if we could call it that way. Um, I know COVID has stunk and been been terrible in so many ways, but um, we want to congratulate Mike McGivern because I don't think he would do this. Uh, but he he just got elected to the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. And so, Chad, I don't know if you had known that or not, but but that's a big deal. Obviously, you know, being a being a member of the Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. So, uh, congratulations to Mike. Yeah, I did know that, Scott. And uh, congratulations to Mike. And and I'll just build on what you said, Scott, um, for what Mike has done, not only for the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association and high school baseball, but He's such an advocate for just high school sports and high school athletes, um, you know, whether it be football, basketball. Um, I know he does the, like, pick-and-save student-athlete um, of the week. So all of those things that he does for high school athletes um, is just awesome because this doesn't happen everywhere, and for him to, to right. be an advocate of high school sports is just huge. Absolutely. And, and he's one of those guys, Chad, you've been on the show for many years, He's one of those guys who gets it, you know, and I think that's why, obviously, I value his relationship uh, very much. And, you know, in an age where social media has certainly taken over in terms of everyone having a voice and things like that, the one thing we miss, at least I miss it in, in prep sports nowadays, is being able to open up the newspaper and get your fill. And, and don't get me wrong, I know there's plenty of areas around the state where, Newspapers are still great in covering high school sports. Um, but in the Milwaukee area, you know, really Mike McGivern has stepped up in, in having a weekly voice of, you know, especially in southeast Wisconsin here, making sure we're recognizing not only, you know, who, who the top teams are and bringing on guests with, you know, who the top programs are and things like that. But, but Mike also wants to make sure he highlights the kids that are maybe not the best out on the field, maybe not the most talented kid. But um, a kid that does it for the right reasons, the team guy, and does it in the classroom as well. And I think you hit it on the head with the pick and save uh, athlete of the week. That being said, the other accolade that Mike picked up this year uh, in the off season was we, uh, as an executive board and uh, as an association, uh, the district coaches around the state. Because that was one of the great things about this show last year was we had coaches from all over the state on coaches I haven't personally met, you know, coaches you maybe haven't personally met, but we know their names. One thing COVID has done is brought a lot of us closer together. And we had coaches all over the state calling in and, and emailing and texting and saying, Hey, this is, this has been awesome. And, um, you know, a guy like having a guy like Joe Waite, you know, up in Cumberland on the show and Mark Fuller, obviously the godfather of our association. Um, just, just guys from, you know, John Hamilton from Westby, you name it. And because of that, Mike also received one of our, we issued two WBCA media uh, people, media person of the year award. And obviously Mike McGivern was a slam dunk uh, winner for that. And then our second winner of that, Andy Soroka from Prep Baseball Report, we're going to have him on in a little bit. So Chad, I know you were one of the guys tuning in last year and listening to the show every week. Yeah, and it's um, it's just something I look forward to. I, I listen, you know, year round, whether it's football, basketball, or the baseball show. And like you said, Scott, um, it was really cool to, um, in the time of of the pandemic and COVID, to hear coaches that, like you said, I've never personally met, um, mm-hmm. on people that I know really well, 
um, and hear them talk about baseball and the passion for baseball and what they were doing to engage kids um, in a very challenging, you know, 2020 school year and then with no spring sports, what different coaches were doing to, to, to just kind of still promote the game and do what they could for kids to keep their mental health, you know, where it needed to be as well as, you know, just hear about baseball. Right. Yeah, and and uh, for those of you listeners out there that don't know, the WIA did give us high school coaches 15 contact days, which is something we haven't had before. So basically what that means is uh, we've been able to get out on the fields or in the gyms, more, more likely the gyms the last few weeks, but uh, I know we were able here at Oak Creek to get outside for a couple days last week. Um, but we got 15 contact days where we can – actually coach up our players and you know we can't use it as a tryout by any means but everyone and anyone that's going to try out for our programs freshmen through seniors have been able to come to these contact days so um chad i could i could say mine mine have been fantastic i've absolutely loved it It, it has seemed like forever that i have you know been able to to get out there and coach and work with my guys and man i i feel rejuvenated i don't know about you yeah, I agree. And I mean, for the listeners to understand, you know, as a high school coach, these 15 days are so valuable because if, if you really look at it every year, we have freshmen that come in that are new to our program. Um, well, this year is extremely unique because you have a group of sophomores when they were right. freshmen um, did not, you know, play an inning high school baseball. And then you have right. juniors. Um, juniors haven't played since their freshman year. And seniors unless they were on the varsity as a freshman or sophomore um have you know no varsity experience or very little um so in our program in our at waukesha west we only have three kids that ever played in a in a a varsity baseball game so these 15 days are just they're awesome the kids uh, love it and it's just uh, it's been really really good yeah, it, it really is. And like I said, I, I think I speak for every coach around the state. You hit it right on the head. It, it's fun. You know, I'm lucky I'm at the high school as the athletic director here. So obviously I get to see a lot of kids and, and talk to a lot of kids. And, you know, that's one of the things I'm excited about talking to Andy Soroka about. He He's really had prep baseball report done an amazing job of kind of filling us in on who some of the players are at our school because we haven't personally seen them play in games other than uh, the video we may have seen on, on PBR or, you know, you hear about things here and there, but it's just been awesome to get out on the field with these guys. And I know I can speak for all the coaches across the state. So glad this 15 contact days was put in by the WIA. And uh, I think it's something, you know, I'd love to lobby for. <laughs> I, I think we certainly will. Uh, we we were happy a few years back when we got pitchers and catchers for five days, right, um, before the season started. And now, boy, when you know, you talk to some of our buddies down south, and and the amount of time they get to be with their with their kids, you know, man, if we could get another 15 contact days or 10 contact days moving forward. Um, it, it's just been great to be able to put some things in. So let's run down the show, Chad, uh, real quick, sure. and then we're going to get to a break. But I, I'm excited. We we got some great guests. We got a couple of big announcements from a couple of these guests. I know you got a nice announcement at the end about something you're going to be bringing to the Milwaukee area. You've worked really hard. Uh, we'll, we'll go over that at the end. But first up, from, from 1015 to 1045 for two segments, we're going to have on Brooks Braga uh, from BRX Performance. And for those of you listeners, 
that aren't familiar with BRX performance. Um, Brooks has got a great story. Him and his co-owner, Josh Rolls, have uh, brought an intense training program and a high-level training program to the Milwaukee area. And, Chad, I know you've had kids that have worked out at BRX Performance. I've had a host of kids from Oak Creek that are working out at BRX Performance. And Brooks is Brooks is special. He's one of those guys that gets it. Um, and I'm excited to talk to Brooks and have our listeners here uh, about what they have to offer. And then at uh, 1045 to 1115, uh, the aforementioned Andy Soroka, uh, prep baseball report director for the state of Illinois and Wisconsin, Man, you, if, if there's a prep prep player in the country, or I'm sorry, in the state of Illinois or Wisconsin, um, you know, there's a good chance Andy has seen him either live at a showcase or Andy has seen him um, at an event and, and really does an incredible job covering the state uh, of Wisconsin. At 11.15, we're going to bring on Tim Gotzler, head coach at Menominee Falls. And one of the things this pandemic, as we mentioned, Chad, it's brought a lot of coaches together. And Tim is a guy, me, I personally didn't have much of a relationship with that. I knew of him. I knew he was a good coach. I knew, I knew he was from your program, so I, right away I knew he was a good coach. And um, Tim was at Catholic Memorial for a few years and has now taken the role as head coach at Menominee Falls. But one thing this pandemic brought is, is Tim has started uh, the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association podcast. And uh, we're going to talk to Tim about his podcast. I think he's actually driving from Florida. He might be driving home from Florida, if I remember correctly. So he, he said hopefully his kids aren't screaming uh, in the background when we <laughs> talked to Tim. Um, and then at 11.30, I thought we'd uh, we'd bring on a new coach, Marty Pitts, head coach at Kenosha Indian Trail High School. Uh, we're going to talk to Marty a little bit about what baseball has uh, <laughs> been like for him. He, he got named head coach right before – the season was supposed to start last year, taking over for Mike Schmidt at Indian Trail High School. So he has really been chomping at the bit. I can't imagine, you know, being having been named the head coach at a school and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit. You know, all Chad, you and I both remember how excited we were in our first season. So um, I think it's going to be a good show, Chad. No, it's going to be an outstanding show, and it's a great lineup and uh, just some great baseball minds and voices from around uh, the state of Wisconsin. So um, it's going to be an excellent show, and um, I'm excited to talk uh, with each one of them. All right. Well, let's get to a break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to be joined by Brooks Braga of BRX Performance. Brooks is going to take us through a little bit of the history of, of what his program's all about and uh, how our listeners can, can possibly get their sons or daughters involved over at BRX. You're listening to the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back inside the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Scott Holler, head baseball coach at Oak Creek High School. I'm joined by my co-host today, Chad Montez, head coach at Waukesha West. We're pleased to welcome in now Brooks Braga. Brooks is the owner, director, Brooks, I, I don't know what titles I'm missing, of BRX Performance in Milwaukee. Brooks, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic, Scott. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, and Chad and I obviously both uh, are two guys that 
have reaped the benefits of what you and Josh, your partner over at BRX, have been doing for for many years. So for our listeners that don't know Brooks, what I, I'd like to start with, uh, it's funny, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my office right now, I'm looking at a cover of Inside Pitch Magazine, and just so happens that on the cover of that magazine is strength and conditioning coach Eric Cressy, who I know mm. you're very familiar with. So I think that's a perfect segue into you kind of giving us a little history, Brooks, about yourself and, and how BRX performance has has come to be in Wisconsin and, and what BRX performance is all about. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to you for that. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think the, the best place to start would be back when I started college baseball, playing college baseball at, at UW lacrosse back in, you know, 2010. And, um, you know, what they did at lacrosse was, you know, they would, they would bring in your freshman year, you'd go through fall baseball, of course, and then you would, you would go through your winter weightlifting program, but they would test your abilities before and after the program to kind of see how they affected you. Right. And uh, so when we tested in before this program, I was running a, a 6 4, 60 yard dash and a 31 inch vertical jump. And we went through our winter weightlifting program, you know, the typical stuff you see in the training program bench press, back squat, hang clean, power clean. And uh, when we retested in the, uh, in the spring after this program, my 60 had gotten worse to a 6 6, and my, my vertical hmm. jump got less down to a 28. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I added 15 pounds of, of muscle, but, um, you know, like I, I was sitting there thinking, like, am I really getting better if I'm an outfielder and I have to run down fly balls, steal bases? And, uh, you know, it, it kind of got me like that was like the initial domino that fell it that kind of, you know, led us to where BRX is today. And I kind of started tinkering with my programs a little bit, you know, YouTubing, researching. And that's kind of what we what got me familiar with Eric Cressy and Cressy performance. And uh, long story short, kind of, you know, reversed the damage that had been done, so to speak, my freshman year at lacrosse. And. Um, ended up, uh, long story short, ended up uh, having a brief stint professional baseball when everything was said and done. But right. um, really what that did was it kind of got me, you know, on the baseball-specific training training route. I transitioned that into an internship at Cressy Performance where, for the listeners who aren't familiar, they trained, you know, Noah Syndergaard, Kluber, uh, Max Scherzer, Verlander, and it's kind of like, you know, the place to be if you're a professional yep. baseball player in the country. And uh, completed my internship there in, uh, in um, the winter of 2014 and then transitioned that into opening up BRX Performance when I got home in 2015 and just kind of been uh, rolling ever since. So that's the, uh, you know, that's the, the story of kind of how BRX came to be, so to speak. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy to think that I remember when you, when you came about, I remember talking to you initially and, you know, saying, hey, Scott, can I, can I come in? And I talked to your players and it's been amazing. Um, the impact that you've had on Southeast Wisconsin. So uh, we definitely thank you for that. Chad. Hey Brooks, Chad Montez here. Um, I've had the, the pleasure of hearing uh, Brooks speak um, at our WBCA clinic and actually have implemented um, some of the things that, you know, he's talked about in his presentations and to, to our program and kind of made it, you know, part of West, you know, off-season, in-season uh, training. So, Brooks, um, how has BRX grown um, since you since you opened up? Um, how has it evolved uh, for athletes as well as uh, families that, that might be part of, of BRX? Yeah, so, you know, we initially opened up in, in 2015 in, in the same building as the old Sticks Academy out in Oconomowoc. And, uh, you know, it's pretty small scale. It was, you know, 2000 square feet and, uh, you know, but quickly we just kind of developed a, a niche, you know, as being the people that really address the unique needs for baseball players. 
And that's obviously a pretty specific niche, but it was something that was really sorely needed because a lot of baseball players felt alienated in the gym um, at most facilities because, you know, it's, it's always, not always, but usually revolving around the football team and the needs of the football player. And, you know, baseball, I, I ask athletes and parents this all the time, like, you're the strongest guy in the field, but you are weak or inflexible at the throwing position. Are you going to be a good baseball player? And of course the answer is no. And so, you know, there's a lot of overlap, overlap. Don't get me wrong, but really, really what, what kind of helped us get our feet going and some momentum back in 2015 was just really, you know, treating the baseball player the way that they were supposed to be treated in the, in the weight room and, uh, you know, developed a, a client base pretty quickly. It moved into a 6,000 square foot facility in that same building in Oconomowoc, outgrew that one in a year and then moved to our, our current facility, which is 13,000 square feet, just um, a little bit west of the, of the Pettit Center, and, or east, east of the Pettit Center. And that's where we've been ever since, you know, 2017, and it's been really good for us. And, you know, depending on the time of the year, we'll deal with anywhere from 150 to 250 baseball players. We have some non-baseball players as well, but our niche and our bread and butter has always been baseball. And uh, so it's just kind of been slow and steady growth and really just, you know, treating it, um, you know, coming out of more of the relationship-based standpoint um you know a lot of training facilities it's kind of the um you know it's kind of the uh, the factory factory style where you pay for uh, you know a package of sessions you come in you're working out at the same time as 20 other kids all doing the same program regardless of what sports you play and we really take more of a painstaking approach with with each athlete that comes in we your first visit we bring the parents in and athlete we sit down we talk about your goals injury history what you want to accomplish your first visit after that's a one-on-one training session and then we kind of transition you into the small group setting and so it definitely takes a little more work on the front end, but really that's kind of, I think, what's been allowed, allowed us to grow. And, you know, the um, the nice things people say about BRX, I think, are a product of just really doing it the right way on the front end and making sure it's an individualized approach and not just a cookie-cutter one. Well, and that's going to yeah, be Brooks. awesome, Brooks. You know, like you do that individual assessment and then you do that one-on-one training um, to get that, that athlete buy-in, but just to really get to know that kid then too um, on a personal level as well as, you know, the skill set level. And as you said, with injuries, um, I'm sure families really appreciate that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's um, that's something we get a lot of feedback on. And, uh, you know, we always just try to ask ourselves, like, what's what's the typical experience that someone might might think about, think that they would receive at a, at a strength and conditioning facility? And, and how can we be the exact opposite? Because I, I, I talk to our staff about this all the time. I say when, when you know, and, uh, a parent who doesn't know what we do, when you ask them, I want you to envision, when, when you hear the word strength coach, I want you to envision what that person looks like, how they carry themselves, and what that experience might be like. And, uh, you know, this, this practice I always take our staff through, they always say, and, and I ask parents as well, and they think, you know, big, bald, guy with a whistle, yelling, you know, and, and that's and that's the thing that I think it's easy to lose sight of, but I, I educate our staff on that and say that's what they expect us to act like the moment right. they walk in for their first visit. And we can either look at that and complain that people don't take our profession seriously or we can treat it as, as um, an opportunity. And uh, that's what we do. And I think that's been one of the reasons why we've been able to, you know, have the success that we've had is we just really try to, instead of, you know, complaining about, about you know our field and and the uh, the stereotypes that are associated with it, we just use it as an opportunity, and I think it allows us to exceed expectations. Yeah, and Brooks, one of the things I was going to add, and, and you touched on this. I mean, I, I, we've had kids coming to you for going on six, seven years now, and I can tell you, and it's my day-to-day job to listen to complaints as an athletic director. It just kind of goes with the territory. <laughs> I, I have yeah. not had a single kid or family that has gone to BRX performance and has come back and been disappointed. So that's kudos to you because in a, in a world where, 
you know, people are quick to criticize or say, or, you know, to jump from training program to training program, or, you know, I won't go into too much more detail on other things, but in a world where, where people are always seeming to look for, okay, what's better, what's better, what's better, man, when people go to BRX, they, they are extremely satisfied. So kudos to you and your staff. Um, and you and you hit on this a little bit too. And before we get to the break, if you can just add a little bit. So what's that? What's that startup process look like? You said someone someone comes in for an initial assessment. Um, what do they expect after that? I mean, you you really pride yourselves on getting to know. Okay, how flexible is this kid? You know, what what are his mm-hmm. strengths? What are his weaknesses? Okay, so you bring that family in for that first interview. Talk to them. What, what's the next steps after that, Brooks? Yeah, so after the uh, the assessment, the the assessment, like I said, it's it's kind of a three pillars. One is the sit down discussion with athlete and parent. It's pillar number two is the the table mobility assessment that you alluded to, thirty minutes to figure out like you know what is unique about that athlete's body because no two players are the same, and uh, really addressing those those you know unique areas of the body are what we focus on. That third pillar is we we test their numbers, so where they are on, on day one. So exit velocity, throwing velocity, uh, 30-yard dash, 20-yard dash, vertical jumps. So that we have something to compare compare to after they go through our program. And uh, so that kind of speaks to visit one. Visit two, um, basically, um, they have that one-on-one training session with one of our performance specialists. Typically, that begins with the, with the performance specialist that ran their assessment. And uh, so it's pretty much completely one-on-one, about 90 to 120 minutes. Um, we make sure that they're doing everything correctly. They know the drills. They know how to perform them. They know how to ask for help, when to ask for help. Um, they get to meet the staff, so on and so forth. So it's it's definitely slow going the first couple of visits, but that's because you know um, mm-hmm. you know results are so dependent on on doing the drills correctly, right? And that's that's really the focus of visit number two. Visit number three and beyond is what we call the semi-private training environment. So we never go above a six to one athlete to coach ratio. So if there are let's say twenty athletes training at one time, they might all have their own individualized programs that they are leading themselves through. Um, but our staff of at least at that point, five coaches to make sure that we're within that ratio are kind of hawking around and making sure that every one of those 20 athletes mm-hmm. are doing their drills correctly. So we typically deal with more of like a, you know, anywhere from like a three to five to one ratio, depending on the time of the year, but we never go above six just to make sure that each athlete's getting a fair amount of one-on-one touches with each training session. So after they go through 90 days of that, uh, that process, they go through what we call a reassessment where we retest their velocities, their 20-yard dash, 30-yard dash, vertical jump. And then we basically we, we take videos of everything, and we basically create a folder for each different athlete that goes through our program so they can kind of see the actual progress that was made from day one to day 90. Um, so we're, we're big on, you know, just not just talking the talk, but trying to, to walk the walk as well. And if an athlete's not making progress with us, we want as much as it, it pains us and stings us, we want to make sure that they're aware of that because we don't want to steal anyone's money. That's one of our core mottos. Right, right. It keeps us it keeps us honest too, and um, and I think yeah. it's something big for parents. We, we we talk about it being progress that you can see. Right, anyone can say that someone improved by eight miles an hour, but to actually see it on a top of the right. line radar gun with before and after videos is a different story. And so after that, we do biannual reassessments twice a year um, just to make sure we're turning uh, turning in the right direction with our athletes two sit-down family meetings every year um, just to make sure that we understand what, you know, the, the ever-evolving needs are of the athlete and parent. And uh, as you can tell, it's really based around a relationship. Yeah. Well, and, and you guys get results. Like you said, uh, you know, if, if anyone, I hope our listeners go to brxperformance.com. Uh, it's a wonderful website. And you got a lot of free stuff on here, Brooks. I mean, you're, this is why 
I this is why I, I love having Brooks in to talk to our kids at Oak Creek and, and why I want to put him in front of, you know, all of the parents and kids in our program is because you're sharing, you know, drills and, and, and um, exercises and things for, for free. You know, you're putting stuff on this website. Um, you, you're talking about recruiting in here. And I think that's what has really drawn a lot of people. Uh, it's, it's what certainly has drawn me uh, to your to your um, business, Brooks, is you care about the kids and you want to see every kid get better. And like I said, go to brxperformance.com, an incredible uh, list of resources for you, all kinds of video about the results that BRX Performance gets. we got to get to a break. On the other side of the break, um, I'm going to ask Brooks to – dive in a little bit to some of the success stories that you know you can you can certainly see on their website but i want he, he's worked with some special athletes um some special athletes he's he's seen them make incredible gains so let's get to a break and on the other side of that we're going to have brooks dive into those success stories you're listening to the wisconsin baseball coaches association presented by hello windows and doors of wisconsin on 1250 a.m the fan Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on twelve fifty AM the fan. I'm Scott Holler, head coach at Oak Creek High School, joined by my co host today, Chad Montez of Waukesha West. Uh, we're joined by Brooks Braga, the owner, director of BRX Performance. Uh, Brooks, would love for you. I know I know you're a humble guy, but man, the the number of athletes that you've worked with and where these guys are playing, um, you know, whether it's the University of Louisville you know, TCU, North Carolina, Arizona State, the list goes on and on. Uh, but then also, obviously, you've worked with some big-time guys, not only when you were at Cressy Performance out on the East Coast, but, you know, here here in Milwaukee, we got guys coming to you and, and making sure they're ready for, you know, their big league season. So go ahead and brag a little bit. Talk about some of your <laughs> success stories with some of your pro guys, Brooks. Yeah, I mean – as you said, there's been a handful of them, but um, I'd say probably the biggest success story was uh, or is a guy named uh, Ben Heller. So Ben's actually a graduate of uh, Whitewater High School. He ended up playing his college ball at, at Olivet Nazarene in, in Illinois. And uh, Ben actually, uh, we, we kind of knew each other. We played for uh, the same travel team, uh, different teams within that team when we were both in high school. But um, okay. anyway, I reached out to Ben when he was uh, he was in low A with the, uh, with the Indians back in, gosh, this must have been 2014. And uh, we just started working together. He was like a 92, 94 guy uh, back in, in 2015 when he was in low A. And, um, you know, give Ben all the credit in the world. He was, you know, he, no one outworks Ben Heller. And uh, after that first offseason together, he actually sent me a text saying that he, he got into a big league spring training game and struck out Carlos Gomez and Chris Davis. And uh, he pitched against nice. the Brewers. And uh, he had 100 miles an hour that game. And he was sitting like wow. 95 to 98. And so... Uh, ben, after that, made a really quick ascent up the uh, up the minor league ladder. Ended up um, getting traded to the Yankees, and uh, I can't remember what trade that was that was part of. But he got he got traded to the Yankees, and uh, he's played like you know bits and pieces of three seasons with the Yankees. Now he's with the Diamondbacks, and so I'd say that's definitely kind of like the big like that was the big kind of success story, so to speak, to get the ball rolling. Um, right. You know, speaking more to an athlete that started with us when they were younger. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, 
you might remember the name Alec Marsh, who played for uh, Ronald yeah. Reagan in Milwaukee. He was absolutely he was like one of the yeah yeah big upset upset Arrowhead uh, back right. uh, when he was playing at Milwaukee Reagan. That was the shocker around the state when Reagan beat Arrowhead in uh, I think it was a sectional semis. Go ahead. Yep, yeah, for sure. And uh, Alex is an absolutely terrific kid. And uh, he was our first like high school, high school to like to the uh, to the minors um, type of athlete because obviously Ben started with us when he was already a phenomenal athlete. And uh, but Alec, you know, went from um, yeah, he was one of those guys kind of like hovering around ninety upper eighties, ninety ninety one. Um, he ended up going to Arizona State, getting drafted after three years at Arizona State, seventieth overall a couple drafts ago. And he's actually just kind of shooting up the uh, the top prospects list in the in the Royals right now. And so, um, Alex been he's been another one, a phenomenal kid. Jonathan Stever with the uh, White Sox, he actually got a big league start last year. Um, he was yeah. someone to start with us two off seasons ago. He was in in Single A with the uh, with Winston Salem for the White Sox. And uh, after his first off season, uh, they started calling him Verlander in the clubhouse, kind of poke oh, really? at him because he just yeah he. He was uh, he he added about five miles an hour in his fastball that off season, and now I think he, wow. he went from being ranked in the 30s in the uh, top prospect list with the White Sox to now around I think he's I think he's a top 10, no more than 11 yeah. I think. So, yeah, we've had yeah. been fortunate to have some good success stories, but you know I, I tell all of our athletes this, whether it's high school or or minor league guys, that I, I genuinely believe that the athlete is 90% of the reason for the results. And the program that they're on is 10%. Now, a lot of times that 10% is important. Don't get me wrong, because that's kind of like that key that unlocks the uh, the treasure chest, so to speak. But at the end of the day, like if you're not putting the work in, like I would take someone busting their butt on a on a football oriented training program over someone half-assing, um, you know, a baseball specific one. So I really do believe that the credit um, belongs to the athlete. But it's been a pleasure to be along for the ride for so many of these guys. Yeah, great hey, stuff. Brooke, yeah, I um, couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Hey Brooks, I was gonna have you just kind of kind of build on that because you know those stories are amazing of the of those you know kids that Scott and I both know um, you know from from Wisconsin from this area that um, are doing so well um, in professional baseball. Um, could you share some like success stories maybe of of some younger student athletes and maybe just growth you've seen because maybe you know they're still in high school or just growth you've seen hey, from freshman to junior year um, and, and share that with our, our listeners as well. Yeah. So I have two that kind of jump out at me and they're, they're both, uh, you know, some of my favorite athletes we've ever had. Uh, first one, his name is um, AJ, AJ Lawson. He's currently a, he's a junior at Hartford high school. And uh, AJ started with us back when he was in eighth grade. And, um, you know, I'm sure many of the listeners are familiar with, with prep baseball report and showcases and, and all that kind of stuff. And so the prep baseball report, they run a, what they call a future prospect showcase. And that's where like seventh and eighth graders go and they kind of just get acclimated to the process. So they get their throwing velocity tested in field velocity, all that, all that good stuff. And AJ, AJ didn't do one of those in eighth grade. Um, but uh, they actually PBR makes all their stats like available for these particular showcases. And AJ on his very first day with us in eighth grade threw 62 miles an hour across the infield. And uh, I went afterwards after this, oh. you know, his progress happened. I went and looked back at, at athletes his age back that year doing that eighth grade showcase. And AJ would have finished in a tie for last place out of 41 infielders that year. 
And uh, fast cow. forward, yeah, fast forward two years, 20, 28 straight months of training in season and off season. Uh, he threw 90 miles an hour at our at our facility at his last reassessment, and he actually just last week uh, received a scholarship to St. John's University Division One on the East Coast and committed. And uh, so we, it's it's been kind of cool to like see his progress throughout time. We've documented the entire thing. And, uh, you know, AJ got taller, like puberty obviously helped, right? Like not saying it didn't, but AJ actually um, almost, almost tripled the average improvement that is made just due to puberty based on PBR's numbers. And so just to kind of see that come from, you know, beginning day 62 to a kid that put a chip on his shoulder, didn't take one day off, um, literally would drive to our facility two days a week after his high school practices in the spring. And, uh, and that's really one of the big X factors. And, you know, little by little, 62, then 65, then 68, and 71. And you zoom in, it doesn't look like big progress between, you know, every three months. Right. But you zoom out, and you look at over 28 months. And this kid took himself from literally, like, would have had the lowest infield velocity in the entire state if he had gone to the showcase. Fast forward two-plus years, and he's, he's, he's committing to a Division One school. And so See, that's, that's probably, yeah. That's the type of stuff, Brooks. And, I, and I've gotten to know AJ a little bit. Um, uh, my son's over at the Milwaukee Angels, and obviously AJ plays for the Midwest Halos. They're doing a lot of good things over there, and got to know AJ. And you're right, man, that kid is legit. Um, and without COVID, who knows, uh, you know what what type of offers would have been yeah. coming in. And I was so thankful to hear that you know he did get the offer and committed to St. John's. But that is an amazing story. Chad and I have been doing this a long time, and to hear a kid go from 62 to 90. Don't get me wrong, Chad and I have seen some big jumps, but uh, that's incredible. You know, I, you test kids all the time, obviously freshman year during our tryouts and things like that, but almost a 30 mile an hour jump across the infield yeah. is incredible. So, wow. And you said you had, you said it, you had one more good story, but yeah. Yeah. So one, um, an athlete just started with when they were a little bit later on the process, but his name is Colin Daly. He's at, um, uh, Cedarburg a senior this year. And, um, he actually was a, um, he, he showed up as a, as a, as an infielder at his first day at BRX for our assessment. Didn't even, didn't even pitch. So we, we didn't even put him on the mound, which I regret in hindsight, <laughs> but, um, basically it was 79 to 82 across the infield. And I, you know, sometimes you just get a feel for kids when you have them in for an assessment based on hearing them talk and in the, the sit down portion of the assessment, you see them move. Cause I've done over a thousand assessments at this point. And I told him afterwards, I said, you know, I told him about the whole 90%, 10% thing, but I said, I honestly think you have as much potential as anyone we ever had here and uh you fast forward eight just eight months and this this surpassed my wildest expectations but he actually threw 95 miles an hour across the infield and this wasn't this wasn't like a running gun like took like a huge curl up this was like a like you could this this is a legit infield throw and uh he went from like maxing out 82 to then 95 one thing led to another he starts getting on the mound as a pitcher um and just a couple weeks ago he he touched 94 miles an hour and so had i put him on the mound um, 18 months ago when he started, he probably would have been knowing he was 79, 82 across the infield. He probably would have been like a 75, 77 kid. And he's only oh, six yeah. feet tall and uh, just touched 94. He got a, in St. Thomas in Minnesota, just made the transition to division one baseball yeah. and offered him a scholarship. And so he's now a division one athlete. He went from, you know, going into his junior year to unrecruited. No one knew he existed to, Jeez. you know, getting division one offers. And um, so, you know, as, as cool as those two stories are, and, you know, I've obviously have a handful of those stories similar, but the, the thing I'm the most proud of with, with just what we've done as a team 
is more so just developing confidence in kids because, you know, some kids are going to make those results. Those are obviously anomalies, and, and many kids will get better, but not every kid gets better. But what we actually take a lot of pride in is making sure that kids become more confident, just human beings. Right. And we actually, we survey them. We survey kids on their very first day ever. How would you rank your confidence on a scale from zero to 10? And then we, we, we retest them um, after their reassessment. And our average, um, we actually have data on this, the average um, self-confidence score goes from like a 6.2 on day one to over like a 9.1 after the reassessment. And so our goal is to go to parents and say, yes, like we hope your kid gets better. We're trying our best to make sure that they achieve their baseball dreams. But even if they don't, like our goal is to develop men and human beings before baseball players. And uh, just to see like the, you know, the data reflect that it's, it's definitely what I'm the most proud of is as proud as I am of our athletes making the velocity improvements, like, you know, we can always make an effort to improve, um, you know, the development of young men, um, even if a kid doesn't see the, uh, the improvements on the, on the radar gun, so to speak. Yeah. Well, Brooks, hey, I, I want to thank you. I know, Chad, thanks you uh, for, for being on today. Thank you for everything you're doing. It's great to have someone like you and Josh uh, here in southeast Wisconsin working with our kids. No ego. And that's, that's one of the things I love most about you, Brooks, is no ego. You said it earlier. You're not, you're not claiming these kids. You're not taking credit for these kids. You're part of these kids' process. And I think that's what makes you guys special. I think that's what makes families want to come in by you guys. So um, best way to get get info, you know, get, get info about BRX. Is it through the website, Brooks? Is that the best thing? Go to brxperformance.com. Yep. I would definitely direct them to um, go to brxperformance.com. And as, as soon as you go to that page, you're going to see a big orange button front and center that says get started. That allows you to uh, complete our intake form, which tells us if you're more interested in in-person or online training, which I didn't talk a lot about, but that's an option as well. And uh, as soon as you fill out the form, you get some more information that kind of uh, uh, shows you how to get started. Um, if anyone actually gets that far and pursues training with us, um, whether you purchase an in-person assessment or an online uh, training program, use the coupon code WBCA. I just set that up, that up this morning. Um, and so just to kind of give uh, your, your listeners an extra 50% off their initial assessment, just want to do that some nice for your listeners because I appreciate you, uh, you bringing me on. So uh, right. coupon WBCA would, would, uh, would work for them. Awesome. Brooks, thank you so much. we got to get to a break. On the other side Thanks, of the break, Brooks. we'll talk to Andy Sroka of Prep Baseball Report. You're listening to the WBCA Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back inside the Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Scott Holler filling in for Mike McGivern this week. I'm joined by Chad Montez, head coach at Waukesha West High School. Uh, Chad, I'm excited about our next guest, Andy Soroka, the state director for Wisconsin and Illinois uh, for Prep Baseball Report. Andy, how you doing this morning? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm pumped. Yeah, no, I, Andy, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I said at the beginning of the show, we gave out uh, the WBCA gave out two media people of the year awards last year. And obviously Mike McGivern, uh, who hosts this show, well-deserving. And it, we had to we had to give it to you as well. Uh, we had to have two winners because, as Chad and I mentioned at the top of the show, you really kept us going <laughs> uh, in the offseason. Chad and I are now and all the other coaches around the state 
a lot of these kids, freshmen, sophomores, even some of our juniors, we, we don't know much about because we haven't seen them since 2019. But thankfully, a lot of, a lot of baseball did get played in the summer uh, with travel organizations and events put on by PBR. And, you know, that's, that's where I kind of want to start. I want to thank you for that. And then I'm going to go ahead and kind of turn the mic over to you here, Andy, and give us a little background about Prep Baseball Report. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of us involved in the game know about it, but there's some listeners out there who may not know much about it, may not know what Prep Baseball Report's all about and, and the types of offerings you guys have. So, um, so welcome and kind of take it away. Yeah, yeah. First of all, thanks again for that award. I was flattered, especially the receive it alongside someone like Mike. I thought that was super cool. Um, you know, just doing what I can. I think the Wisconsin baseball scene is actually really interesting. It's definitely on the rise. You know, you're seeing a ton of guys, even in, you know, the majors kind of right around the corner who are um, representing the state at a high, high level. So mm-hmm. it's been fun to be a part of. And even though yes, or last year was obviously difficult, right. just with the lack of high school baseball, it's so fun to cover. Um, it was fun to yeah. at least, you know, provide some sort of glimpse at it. Uh, we were trying to run some uh, preseason content here and there before the season got shut down. So, uh, yeah, we did our best with it, but uh, we're just looking forward to this year. Yeah. No, you guys right. did a great job. We got a great yeah. job, and we appreciate <laughs> everything you do for high school baseball. So, yeah, give yeah, us a little yeah, history of baseball report i don't think people realize how big it has grown um i know i know when it started out i remember you know first getting to meet steve nielsen and, and then obviously getting to meet you a few years ago um boy Prep baseball report has grown as an organization has it not yeah absolutely even in my short time here i, I guess I'm, I'm on my fourth year here i started in january of 2018 um, but the organization began in 2005, actually, in Illinois, just kind of as a print magazine focusing on high school baseball in the area. Um, and it really just kind of exploded from there. You know, it's, it turned into an outlet for players um, to perform in a platform in front of uh, coaches, scouts um, in the showcase settings that kind of highlighted their skills as baseball players, you know, mm-hmm. long-term goals, whether it is playing baseball in college or uh, even in the pros, I think um, right. we were just able to do something kind of unique there to uh, provide them with, you know, edited video that highlighted them uh, themselves as, as ball players. So, and, and it's, it's exploded from there in the sense of, uh, you know, since I started, you know, we have a much larger, like, west coast presence now you know we're we're virtually right. in every state uh yeah and yeah it's it's definitely turned into say it's, something it, yeah really yeah strange. sorry because you're out there and i was gonna say it's probably easier to even think of a state that pbr is not in now versus you know five six sure. years yeah. ago you know like i said i i love kind of going in and I'm a, I'm a baseball nerd, obviously. Um, so I'll, I'll go on to the, the different sites, uh, the different states, and look at data. And I like like kind of comparing our Wisconsin kids to, you know, how the kids are in, in Texas and California and so on and so forth. And um, like you said, it, it's been an exciting time uh, in Wisconsin baseball uh, for, you know, going on the last, I'd say, 10, 10 years um, with really starting to get our name out there, 10, 15 years, and you're seeing the results. And I think prep baseball reports a, a, a big part of that. Um, what's, what's a typical event look like for a kid that, that goes to a PBR event? Yeah. So um, pretty 
straightforward structure. Um, they'll run, kind of arrive, stretch out. We, we tell them a little bit about, um, you know, what they can expect through the recruiting process, try to give them some pointers there, um, especially if they're looking to, you know, just kind of adjusting their expectations where they should be looking at, um, just keeping some things in mind if they're, they're new to the process. Uh, especially if it's their first showcase as well. But, you know, once we kind of give them that spiel, um, you know, either we've been doing it through email as well now, just with the COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, once we give them that kind of spiel, we run them through the 60-yard dash, which is just kind of uh, helps assess the athleticism. You know, quickness is still a big part of the game. Uh, not just base running, but kind of provides a, a glimpse at what they can be on defense as well. You know, playing it up the middle position is obviously really valuable. Um, but from there, you know, after running six-yard dash, they just participate in uh, you know, batting practice, defense evaluations, pitch like a bullpen session. But uh, all that is being captured on video as well that's eventually, like, edited and spliced together to kind of show uh, a really just accurate depiction of a, a player's, like, skill set all around. Um, you know, and from there, too, we – provide some post-event analysis uh, with some of the statistics from the day, um, as well as like a scouting report on each player that attends a, a PBR event. So that's kind of the gist uh, in a real quick sense. Yeah. And hey, you guys, uh, Chad, Mont- go ahead, Chad. Chad Montez here. Um, what I think is, has been awesome about um, preps baseball report. And, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit is um, like, the Midwest, the North, the state of Wisconsin is kind of a hidden gem. I mean, I feel like when I first started coaching, this is my 24th year at West. And when I first started coaching, I felt like at that time, it was like there might've been 10 division one baseball players, you know, in the state that, that went on to play baseball. And now, I mean, there seems like so many, like it's just increased. And I think part of that is, is due to, you know, PBR and um, the events and kids being able to be seen. And with social media, they can then post their results on Twitter. So if you could speak to that a little bit, have you seen the same kind of um, involvement um, in the state? Yeah, I have. And, you know, it's it's a lot like what you mentioned. There was, a, you know, 10 to 15 Division One baseball players in the state, I think, when PBR first started in Wisconsin, I want to say. I have talked to Mm -hmm. Steve Nielsen in the past, who definitely kind of laid the foundation here and is obviously still pretty involved with what we do in the state. Um, But when he really set the the foundation here, I think, and this was back in like 2012, 2013, yeah, there were like 10 to 15 or so. Um, And, I mean, off the top of my head, we've it's at least doubled uh, year to year and grown, you know, since. And I think it's just because we're, as an organization, trying to make it easier for the college recruiter to see players from, you know, all over the country, obviously. It's a little easier for them to recruit in their own backyard, obviously. But, um, you know, being able to see players here and there who might have snuck under the radar and in a state like Wisconsin, it's easier to sneak under the radar. Um, So giving them, the player, a little bit more access to uh, this network of college recruiters I think is where we really try to shine and and just providing that platform uh, for the player to reach out to a broader audience so I I, yeah I think in turn the 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 players in Wisconsin have shown that they are totally within the the caliber of 
um, you know, some of the other heavy hitter states. You know, it's a smaller population, sure, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's still plenty of players here uh, who are totally capable of contributing and playing at the highest of levels. So it's cool to see for sure. Yeah, Andy, we're going to get to a quick break. On the other side of the break, Andy, I'm putting you on the hot seat, all right? I want to hear who uh, some of the standout players, and, and uh, you got your pulse on this whole state. I want to know uh, who are some of the top teams you're looking forward to seeing, some of the top players, some of the top teams. Do a little maybe a recap of some of the big events you've had this winter. So get ready for that. On the other side of the break, you're listening awesome. to the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fans. 